Hello, I'm Helen Arney and of course I'm here with my fabulous co-host Dorothy Brown and we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, Out of the Frying Pan. This is the podcast where we're chatting to people that have stepped out of their comfort zones, whether it's in business or in their personal lives, and we'll be discussing with them their highs and lows, and importantly, what they've learnt and can share with us along the way. So Dorothy, who is it we're chatting with today? Helen, we are chatting with Natalie Orcock from the Original Banksy Limited. Natalie is from Bournemouth and she has recently finished her Masters in Chemistry at Bristol University. I remember you telling me about this guest. I am really excited because they've got some really interesting ways and uh, methods to how they've found themselves where they are today, haven't they? Yes, very unusual, very innovative and uh, I think very interesting for people to hear about her. We'd like to welcome to Out of the Frying Pan podcast, Natalie Walcott from the original Banksy Limited. So Natalie is a young lady I met at a networking event not so long ago, and she has such an interesting story about where her journey to where she is now. So I understand that you got a master's in chemistry from Bristol University. So many congratulations. So perhaps you'd like to tell us how you got from your master's to working where you are today. Yeah, so it is um, quite an interesting one. A lot of people are confused how I went from a chemistry master's and are now working at the original Banksy Limited. But it actually um, was a lot to do with when COVID forced us all into lockdown because I was on a year in industry at the time. So my degree was four years. The third year was a year in industry while also studying. Um, And I was working at a big pharmaceutical company. And then halfway through the year, we all got sent home, as everyone did, to work from home. And when we got moved home, because I was based in the lab, I didn't have a lot of work to do. So I spent a lot of time outside, you know, a lot of time just relaxing, really, that I think a lot of people my age don't tend to get because we move on from one step to the other through all the stages of education and kind of pop out the end and then are a bit confused where we're supposed to go next. Um, But that break and the experience working in pharmaceuticals you know, really helped me realise that that wasn't what I wanted to do. I loved chemistry, loved learning about it, um, you know, really enjoy learning lots of new things, trying my hand at different things, learning lots of skills, but it wasn't where I wanted to end up. And I was thinking about it and I thought, well, I'd like to try a lot of different things out because I don't know what I would like. And I would also love to be part of a startup, you know, a small company, newly nucleating, getting off the ground so that I could, you know, try a lot of different facets out, see what I really enjoyed. And I actually had no idea how to go about this because um, a lot of startups don't have the facilities or the funding to advertise online. So I was kind of doing a lot of research, you know, after my final university of summer, I kind of came back home, back to Bournemouth and was just thinking, how do I do this? I know what I want to do, but how do I get there? So as you said, I met you at a networking event. I kind of went online, did a lot of research, found a lot of Facebook groups, a lot of events listed on Eventbrite, registered myself for a lot of them, signed up, went to them, and where these networking events are designed for people to come along and advertise their company and what their company does and what they can do for other people, I kind of stood up at my first few networking events and said, I'm really sorry for gate crashing. I don't have a company. I'm here, you know, by myself. This is all the experience I have. in you know what I've done with my life all the different kind of things I've experienced and tried and I'd love this is what I found so fascinating because like you said everyone goes to networking with a view to promoting their business the, the company that they work for and actually as we know Dorothy we go to networking and uh it's 
very much people buy from people so mm, the fact that yeah, you're exactly. going and you're actually selling yourself you know you're <laughs> selling yourself looking for a position is great so inspired it's brilliant no that's very kind of you thank you um but yeah so I, I yeah stood up and said I would kind of what I've said to you um I would love any position doing anything you know if you just kind of want a you know any job I would just love the experience you know let me know and um Dave, who's the the man that has given me the job I have now, kind of gave me his card and said, oh, I'll give you a ring later. It was lovely to meet you. And then he gave me a ring later that day, explained the job, said, are you interested? I said, oh, you know, definitely. We met up a few weeks later, had a kind of two-hour interview slash this is what your kind of job spec would be. And then, you know, as they say, the rest is history. And that's how I got my job now. So I was just very fortunate that I met Dave so early on and he had, you know, the ideal position for me where I've got in quite early. Well, the business has been around for a couple of years, but it's just about to take off. doesn't have a lot of people. And I've done, since I've started working, more things than I can count, really. And, you know, mm. it's really it is, exactly it what I was looking great. for. I love it. It's interesting, though, that you, you just said very quickly that I did all this research but by doing that research put yourself in the right place for Dave to say I want that person mm. I think that's I think that's also one of the things that got me the job because obviously my degree chemistry our final year all of our labs got cancelled not all universities did but ours did so it moving completely online meant you had to do a lot of research into a specialist area whereas half of your time would be spent on lab it was now all spent on you know written work so we had to you know very quickly continue developing and expand our skills at researching and then consolidating all of that quite complex information into a you know understandable clear to follow through format you know for our dissertations and things like this so it was you know it's definitely a there were many skills I've taken from my degree that are invaluable to me now um, but just not so much the subject content (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's what we're discussing wasn't it that the fact that you may not use your ultimate degree in your ultimate job but what the the skills that you learn about being part of a team being self-starter I mean my goodness self-starter that's you, Natalie. Very much so. And, uh, <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank because you. I have never seen, and I've been networking for more years than I care to remember anybody like Natalie doing that. Mm. Really? No, you? never, no. never. And like you say, it's it's not the topic. It's what sort of created you as a person, and you selling you as a business, as a as a as an individual. Um, but definitely, so I would imagine then the research is, is definitely the sort of top thing that uh, you, you've gained from your, t- well, not the top thing you've gained from your degree, because obviously you've got a master's, yeah. but, you know, that, that usable skill that you can put to anything. Yeah, definitely that and I think also presenting things in an understandable way because my family and friends who have always been really interested in what I've been doing don't always have the background knowledge for me to just jump in with all the technical terms at the deep end so definitely taking something that I understand really well and then squishing it down into a 30 second here's the interesting bit and the overall story is something as well that's you know really been invaluable know that yeah <laughs> standing yeah. up and saying those 30 second pitches <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first event I went to, actually, the one where I met Dave, I didn't realise that was something that happened at the beginning of networking events because it didn't advertise it online and it was my very first one. So I was kind of third person round and they said this was going to happen and I was just sat there like, oh. what am I going to say? But clearly I didn't, it yeah. didn't go that badly because... Uh, you did well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave was still interested afterwards, but um, yeah. 
It's interesting how what is not known about networking then. I mean, you can go, mm. and there's certainly on LinkedIn, there's lots of courses about networking properly uh, and making it um, useful for yourself to be there. But they don't tell you about the standing up necessarily and what you're going to say and how you, in your elevator pitch and, and, and how can you con, um, construct it so that you can get all that you want to say in a minute rather than... Mm you listen to other people and you you do critique i'm afraid some of them uh who just go on and on and on you think do you not know what a minute is and mm-hmm. uh, what and then it, and you come away and you think but what do you do and that yeah. that's yeah. the other one it's, yeah. the, it's about that that memorable thing isn't it mm. yeah which i i would imagine obviously in a room full of people selling their business selling their wares whatever and and you've come just to sell you is yeah that that's going to stand out so yeah that's great. I, i'm just very glad it, it went well <laughs> rather than kind of turning up and like sorry why are you here yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you but. see I, I also think that people will be very encouraging about that the fact that you're doing that because it's so different mm-hmm. uh, and unexpected um and that you will stand out for right. doing it and and very much so i mean We've been to enough, haven't we, Helen, <laughs> where you sit there yeah. and you think, okay, right, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. so have you found, I mean, presumably you're still doing networking now for the business that you're working for. Uh, have you found that you've changed the way you're, obviously, the way you're selling or obviously the, the, the product that you're now selling is different, but have you changed the way that you're presenting yourself? Have you picked up any tips along the way? I think it's one of the things that, yeah, every time I go to a new one, I listen to everyone else's pictures and go, oh, actually, that bit really caught my attention or the way they said this was really good. And I've kind of just been using everyone that's been doing it for years to learn really quickly and kind of get up to speed. And it is obviously had to develop an elevator pitch, you know, quite quickly when I started because I think I started a week later, I went to my first event. And it's, it's one of those things where it is the original Banksy Limited, what what we're trying to do what we're trying to like tell everyone is so interesting that a lot of people have a lot of kind of questions and queries so it was making sure I got all the key information into a small amount of time and then said you know, look if I imagine you have more questions here's the places to go to yeah it was kind of you know something I saw someone else do um, and thought yes you know that's the way to do it kind of yeah. explain quickly and concisely who you are and what you do and then say but you know either come and chat to me or this is where you can find more information yeah yeah yeah, I think it's it's about um, being open, isn't it, and yes. being approachable. So, I mean, should should we be so bold as to ask you to do your elevator pitch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's quite all right. I can do if you want. It's fairly practice now, so okay, it should be fair. it should be okay. We won't score you. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dorothy will just be critiquing me <laughs> silently. <laughs> um, so the company I work for is the Original Banksy Limited, and. Um, what we're trying to do is promote the original Banksy and let him reclaim his place as a kind of um, conventional artist. So a lot of people don't know, but the original Banksy is the creator of the seven most iconic pieces of work and the Banksy style of art, but it's all been wrongly attributed to other artists using his name. Oh. So, yeah, so the, the company that currently say they work on behalf of Banksy Pest Control haven't had any contact with the actual original Banksy for, you know, since 2006. Gosh. Yeah, which is quite something when when people find out about it. Um, So what we're doing now is um, the original Banksy has recreated his seven iconic works and we're selling limited edition edition prints of them and we're also selling new canvas pieces he's doing. But one of our main things at the moment is trying to, you know, effectively get the word out there and tell people what his narrative is. And the, the way we're 
we're coming about. So this company's been around for a few years, so they've got you know all their legal things in place. Um, so that's all all fine. But we're coming up against a lot of kind of resistance when we get in touch with um, big newspapers and you know things like this because obviously it's it's a big name. Everyone yeah. knows it. It, yeah. it. it is a it's a very you know kind of groundbreaking thing to suddenly realize that what you've just presumed has been done by this one guy hasn't and what we don't want to do is we don't want to you know almost discredit the art that's been created over all these years a lot of the pieces have been you know they are works of art in themselves we just want the artists that did them to be credited for their own work and to obviously help the original Banksy get his own name back but you know they are amazing artworks we're not disputing that and we're not disputing the kind of the relevance and the impact they've had on a lot of people and in a lot of situations we're just trying to you know let everyone know what's happened and obviously the original Banksy has been you know struggling for quite a few years with his mental health because his entire life work's been taken away from him so that wasn't quite my elevated bit no. I, I went no. off a bit because you talked about things like that but yeah. um yeah in a in a concise form that's what our company is and that's what we're doing currently Brilliant. i yeah. know i i had no idea no no, no idea. not at all not until i met and, that, and that that is the, the fact like you say that his name is being diluted because obviously if people are uh, doing effectively copycat it's it must be stressful because there's so much sort of mystery around who is banksy anyway it's yeah, it's, I would imagine it's quite easy for people to to say, oh, yeah, that's him, because, yeah. you know... Exactly. The, the anonymity is so important to him because he doesn't want to become a, you know, celebrity. Yeah. That's sure. not what he's yeah. interested in. He just wants his work to be his work. Yeah. And he doesn't want all of this, you know... I mean, quite often now, famous people have to have social media presence and interaction and things like that, and he's not interested in that. He just wants his art to speak for itself. Sure. So where it is a, you know a massive advantage from it also made it so easy for other people to use his name yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you no, no, so our final fine. question <laughs> is what makes you happy natalie so um i really enjoy anything that gets me moving and gets me outside so i love walking hiking do a lot of kind of um open water swimming mm-hmm. and you things like that the sea? So. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to live quite close to the sea, so mm-hmm. I can just go down at, in the winter times in my wetsuit. I was going to no. say, even <laughs> in February? Yeah. Um, no, in this time of year, yeah, wetsuit. Um, but it is just, I just find it, you know, it's just relaxing. And the natural world is just absolutely gorgeous. As I think a lot of us reconnected with over lockdown, it's just incredible and it's, you know, yeah, so that's what makes me happy, being outside. That's gorgeous. Even on a grey day like today. Yeah, exactly. Even on a grey day, the ocean's still beautiful. It is. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you for having me. So wasn't Natalie great? So, she was brilliant. So interesting mm. and courageous. Yeah, well, obviously we've, we mentioned it in the conversation with Natalie, but the fact that she's got to where she is today through through networking, yeah. um, that scary thing that we both <gasps> yes. kind of shy away from a little bit. Yeah, very much so, especially that first time you go when you think, oh, I've got to stand up in front of people I don't know and tell them about what I do. And sell yourself. That's it. Selling yourself is so difficult. Mm. But Natalie really, really did that well. She very did. well. She did. So if you want to find out more about what Natalie does, uh, you really need to head to her website, which is www.theoriginalbanksy.co.uk. 
where yeah. you'll find out more about Natalie and her company, the Original Banksy Limited. So yeah, so thank you to Natalie for coming along and sharing their story with us. And if anyone is listening and wants to connect with them, obviously you've got all the details that Dorothy's given them, given you there. Go and find them, connect with them, and please do let them know that you heard them on Out of the Frying Pan podcast. Thank you so much for coming along and chatting to us. If listeners liked what they heard, please do a like, share, follow and subscribe. A cheeky share on social media also wouldn't go amiss. Thank you very much. And of course, if you'd like to come along as a guest, we're always looking for guests, aren't we, we Dorothy? Yeah, yeah. Contact us. Yeah, if, if it's you, if it's someone you know, let us know. Obviously, we're talking about stories, about how you've got literally out of the frying pan and into your current position your journey along the way anything inspiring i mean obviously natalie amazing obviously doesn't suffer from any imposter syndrome but do you suffer from imposter syndrome? oh yes oh yes 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 very much so Um, but she doesn't and maybe other people out there don't or maybe you do so let us know what whether you do or you don't and what how it affects you and your business going forward yeah share it with us we'll speak to you soon take care bye-bye